0: Can you hear yourself? I can. Oh, there we go. I think at some point today, the power went out because I came in here earlier and all the lights were off. Everything was like
1: reset. Yeah.
0: My microwave was all like at zeroed out and shit. So,
1: those rolling brownouts.
0: Those rolling brownouts. So, if at some point during the podcast, you know, the audio will
1: abruptly cut and we'll just, yeah, we can just (laughs) blame Ted Cruz. It's okay. (laughs) If it gets too cold, we're fucked. Yeah. If it gets gets too too hot, hot, we're we're fucked. So we're, f- we're, just we're, just, we're just fucked. We're just fucked.
2: Sunday Scaries. Hey. Hey,
0: guys. Hello. Hello. I'm Travis. I'm Tyler. This is Sunday Scaries. Today,
1: uh, it's just the two of us. Yeah, it's just
0: the two of us hanging out. Hey, I missed you, man. I missed you, too. You were, you, it's I, been a I rough... Yeah, I haven't seen you for like a week,
1: which is way longer that's than way <laughs>
0: longer than we usually go without <laughs> seeing each other. I didn't see
1: anybody for like the last week. That's except fair. for my coworkers. So, yeah, um, that's not on you, yeah. or it's not it's not on me either. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, we've I'm, just been. I'm glad you're through. back.
0: Cameron sat in your seat last week. He, he kept it warm for you, so I can imagine. Yeah, does yeah. it feel like he sat in the seat? Yeah, you got a little, a little more indention there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell. It's comfy. He carved it out a little bit. Yeah, I got
1: this lumbar support pillow yeah. is perfectly placed. Yeah. He was looking out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's Sunday Scaries, guys. It's a podcast. It's a podcast about horror movies uh, and things that people who like horror movies might enjoy. Uh, yeah. So this week, we watched the last movie of our first season. What did we watch? We watched
1: Ready, Ready or, or Not, not nice.
2: 2019. Oh, my God! Oh! 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 your fucking family! You're just another... The fucking game! Oh. Yes, I didn't see you. Remember? I wanted to get married. No, I'm okay. sorry, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry,
0: Uh, did you look up? Uh, I don't know if how much you know about like the actual filmmakers for this one. Um, I don't
1: know. I know little to nothing. Hey, that's great. That's why we're here. Because mm-hmm. um, Travis has the outline. Yeah, that was the whole point.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this was. I remember. So we uh, because it was the last movie of the season, we kind of wanted to do something special. So we got together at the house with uh, all of our friends and partners. Uh, mm-hmm. and had a little movie night. Yeah. um and so maybe next time we'll do something on patreon and include more people online or something mm-hmm. um yeah we had we had a little get together uh watch this movie all together um which we don't get to usually do usually we watch the movie separately uh and then we get together and hang out and talk about it so mm-hmm. this is a really fun experience whenever we actually get to watch it together and see each other's reactions and see our partner's reactions and mm-hmm. see everybody react in real time to all the fun stuff happening in this horror comedy um this was your that was y'all's first time watching it right but you correct yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That was so. Yeah. You, I
1: mean, and you had hyped this one up pretty hard. I know. And I so keep, did Kyra. Yeah.
0: But it is. I mean, it it's holds a up. Fucking stellar movie. Yeah, yeah. Your first impression?
1: Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, especially so. Courtney watched it with us, mm-hmm. and as I mean, she's not a fan of horror movies at all, per se. I mean, I think she she's open to it, but she just has never like made that leap. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great place to start yeah it's a gateway somebody. movie yeah because it is it is somewhat a horror movie it's also a comedy it's also just like a, a thriller um <clears throat> you're not gonna get particularly spooked um
0: yeah i would say like on the scary scale it's not really like there's definitely a lot of gore in the mm-hmm. movie like there's but it's it's tasteful gore i yeah. feel like yeah it, and the, the kill <laughs> scenes
1: are not anything that's gonna like terrify you yeah it's, it's more just like shock value
0: yeah and they're all played for like slapstick value too mm-hmm. like they're all so abrupt and like hilarious in the way that they happen mm-hmm. um maybe here in a minute we can go like through each kill because they're all just like i don't know they're they're hilarious and they're in the escalation of, uh, of like the increasingly violent and gory kills. And um,
1: most of the time, non-intentional. Yeah.
0: <laughs> most accidental. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things about this movie is how many people accidentally die just as yeah, a result. Just of, out of,
1: you would not expect it to happen yeah, at that time at
0: all. Sheer stupidity and incompetence. <laughs> um, yeah. 2019 ready or not. Uh, this is a film by the uh, filmmaking group that goes by the moniker. They go by uh, radio silence. Have you mm. heard about that? Uh, so it's like, like a filmmaker uh, writing team um, that consists of uh, three dudes. So it's uh, Matt Bettinelli-Ulpin, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler, I think it's it's Gillette. I don't know. I want to say Gillette because of Archer, but maybe it's Gillette. I don't Gillette sounds right.
1: Yeah, there's no final E on there. Yeah, so Maybe. Gillette. Gillette?
0: Yeah. Gillette? Yeah, they're, and so they're credited as the directors as well. Um, and then we have uh, Chad uh, Vieja, too, who is a, like a frequent collaborator. Um, mm-hmm. These guys, they gave themselves the name Radio Silence uh, when they started collaborating on films. They have done other other things such as um, VHS, which is, mm-hmm. I think, the most probably recognizable title in their catalog for most people um i didn't know that they were the filmmakers behind that when i saw that way back in the day mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you've seen have you seen vhs or any? Of the i did
1: other? shortly after it came out but mm-hmm. don't ask me about it because i don't think it was some i wasn't watching it with intent yeah you it's know.
0: been a while since i've seen it too and i know mm-hmm. that there's like three or four different Incarnations and sequels of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who haven't seen VHS, it's kind of a serialized series of um, shorts, like horror shorts, uh, that are all kind of in the same vein. the The Radio Silence group does a really great job of doing horror, sci fi, and then also somewhat, you know, found footage, comedy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the VHS stuff is definitely it. There are some spooky ones in there. I love the. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head some of the ones that that I remember from the first. Um, installment they did of VHS, like the, I think, do you remember like the Succubus short? Mm -hmm. That one was the one that stuck out to me. That was really good. That one's
1: that's a standout for sure. Yeah.
0: And then there's like the, the one where they have, um, what is that one where it's like the guy talking to his girlfriend on a Skype do you remember that one where he like, he's like a doctor and he's talking to his girlfriend through a Skype message and she's like, she has a, uh, like a, a wound that gets
1: increasingly like distressed throughout their Skype call. They're communicating it through the internet. Yeah. Which is very, I mean, we've seen a lot of horror movies kind of try to do that whole like messaging, instant messaging. Yeah, it's the new um,
0: uh, found footage yeah. sort of you know twist on that genre is Mm -hmm. is using um the webcams and stuff i think that's a really great i'm sure there's like a whole path to be taken there especially post-covid or you know during covid where we can Mm -hmm. we can have different incarnations of found footage horror stories (laughs) through your work
1: zoom call yeah
0: that's to shit exactly (laughs) yeah just hey uh i I know you're you're weird there's something going on in the background there you (laughs) might want to check that out um but yeah these guys radio silence they have a couple other credits um that uh movies that i haven't really seen um i know for instance they did like uh let me see here because they had a couple that sounded interesting but the only ones that i've seen were the vhs and the uh uh ready or not mm. um Okay, so they have one called Devil's Due and another called Southbound. Yeah, um, Southbound
1: has in- been in my watch list yeah. for a minute here, but I still haven't gotten around to it. Yeah,
0: Phobias, and then they did VHS ninety four, which was uh, the latest installment in that sort of that series. Um, so they're also responsible for the the brand new, the uh, new Scream screen. that just came out, mm-hmm. um, and they are also doing the uh, the sequel to that movie, Scream. I guess six is what it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it was just announced that uh, Samara Weaving uh, is actually going to be in that movie too. Oh, I did not um, know that. Yeah, so she's going to show up.
1: Yeah, after watching Ready or Not, all you can hope for in a horror, like a female horror protagonist, is Samara Weeby. She fucking kills she, it. Yeah. she's the highlight of the movie by far.
0: Yeah, I mean, and obviously as the like the main character of the movie, she carries. You know, the the story revolves around her, um, but appropriately, she she mm-hmm. she does such a rock star performance and really handles. You know carrying the whole thing on her shoulders in such an artful way yeah and her um,
1: like emotional and psychological progression yeah through this film both like from her acting and then i mean we can also talk about the uh the costume design as oh, well which yeah. is incredible um that seeing that character progress as she deals with this like massive trauma um big stand yeah, yeah. which beautiful. is why i can't i can't wait to see her in the new screen
0: oh yeah yeah and other stuff too because it was interesting i was looking at her other credits uh before you know leading up to ready or not um she started out in 2008 on a tv series uh called out of the blue she has like several other tv credits including um the evil dead tv series ash versus evil dead mm-hmm. um she appears in a few episodes of that but this is definitely seems like her breakout role especially as a leading uh actor um and she actually yeah, fucking kills it. Mm. Her, like you said, her her emotional distress, uh, the way she's she's kind of like um, I think we talked about this when we were watching it. She's very much like Toni Collette in w- in that when you see her screaming and upset, she just she leans into it so much mm. and gives such a big performance, and it, it, it pays off like perfectly. Yeah, I feel like there are some performances like that that go you know completely over the top, but they're not really earned or they don't land the right way. But every moment of this film, the way she reacts to everything, and I think that one of the reasons it it, um, it also carries the comedy so well, because it's yeah. so realistic. She, she's
1: also hilarious yeah. in the way that she deals with everything. Yeah,
0: she behaves exactly like you would in the situations that they put her through in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, yeah, sure, just her screams and her cussing at all the fucking rich yeah. people in this and movie. And she just
1: dives into this like completely apathetic state towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Um, after having dealt with all she's dealt with, mm-hmm. and she just doesn't fucking, like, give a shit about anyone anymore. Yeah, the single uh, because line. Because they've put her through the f- worst day the of wringer. her entire life. Yeah. yeah, but
0: the single line, uh, fucking rich people. Yeah. <laughs> They're afraid. Yeah,
1: there's definitely some classism or some class commentary to be yeah, had Yeah, this is, this
0: is a very, uh, uh, anti like, anti-capitalist, uh, you know, Sort of discussion or evaluation on on class disparity. Yeah, fuck old um, money.
2: Yeah, is exactly. basically
0: what it's like. fuck exactly. Fuck old money. Um, so the premise of this movie is essentially that um, they a a bride's wedding night. The bride played by Samara evening Uh, takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game Mm -hmm. Um, so the idea is that Samara Weaving is marrying into this blue blood family Uh, like you said they come from old money Mm -hmm. Um, their entire fortune and empire is built on board games um, and they've expanded it into sports franchises and, and the like um, so they're that type of 1% of the 1% yeah. that has no connection to reality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, no
1: understanding of how the real world
0: works. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the, the also the motif of their behavior throughout. Uh, we get so many demonstrations of their sort of twisted sense of reality and morals Um that is all very. It's 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 this movie is also just very tight. It's just a very mm-hmm. nice, concise. Like it's barely over ninety minutes. It's ninety five minutes long. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. There's longer. no dead space. Mm-hmm. And I think it's perfect for that because it's like by the time you get to the end of the movie, you kind of want more to happen, but it ends at the exact right time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, with a bang mm-hmm. yeah a ending, bang. exactly
0: I think, <laughs> and i do want to get into we can talk more about like sort of the uh, the thematic elements of it here in a minute but uh i think the ending is perfect for it mm-hmm. um i've read some reviews that kind of talk about how like it maybe leans a little bit too much into its messaging um but i don't know i maybe i have too much affection for this movie but it, I, everything for, about it just lands perfectly for me
1: yeah i think i mean i could see how in 2019 mm-hmm. maybe you could say it leaned too much into it um But watching it now, in 2022, I think we need that. Yeah more than ever
0: it becomes yeah you're right that's it's, it's much
1: more i think uh, you could argue is more relevant now yeah than it was in 2019 which is depressing as fuck but it's, yeah you know, it's awful
0: there's some movies that just become more and more salient with time and, and uh this i think is one of them um interestingly uh, you know sort of a little bit of pre-production background for this there was also uh in the same time period in like 2018 2019 um there was a movie that was getting passed around called um the hunt um mm-hmm. which i think was a little bit more have you did you read about this
1: is it Jennifer Garner? Who was
0: the... I can't remember who the leads were in it, but the general mm-hmm. premise was sort of another yeah. one of those greatest game kind of things where it's like rich people... Leftists. Yeah. Like rich,
1: quote-unquote, liberals. Yeah. Rounding up the dumb Republicans. Yeah. Hunting uh, the rich for sport, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a reversal of, you yeah. know, the, 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 the greatest game. Yeah. Uh, or what am I thinking of? Not the the greatest game is a different thing. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. Or Yeah. Uh, Games. yeah Battle Royale. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because this movie is very much like The Purge meets Schitt's Creek, or mm-hmm. um, in, in that you know we see the comedy of and like the ineptitude of uh, a bunch of uh, like you know rich, hyper rich people um, combined with with violence and in a sort of like a childlike. Uh, fantasy of, of, of violence mm-hmm. and hunting and, and the weird, uh, you know, gamified version. Did you ever
1: of... watch uh, God Bless America? No. Okay. Similar vibes uh-huh. there to where dude just like goes off the rail uh-huh. and kills all the people that like are contributing the worst things to the country. Yeah. Um, I think you could argue you that and The Hunt like all kind of lean into the same mm-hmm. um, class discussion mm-hmm. that this movie does too
0: yeah and what's interesting is like so that movie The Hunt uh, it got it, it, it's got put out of production uh it was it was going to be made but there was a little bit of be- there was a bit of backlash uh to mm. the premise of the movie uh so much so that it got you know it got put under the rug and uh instead we got this movie which kind of slipped by and has a much more i feel like well maybe maybe a more subtle but like a um a more sort of uh, like a harsher critique even um of the uh the class of people that they're they're sort of pointing at um
1: Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, Hilary Swank is the leading lady okay, that I'm on, thinking of. She's like the head, quote unquote, liberal mm-hmm. that sets up all this. Um, I shouldn't say leading lady; she's the antagonist. Okay. Um, but one of the main characters
0: yes. in that, yeah, that was mm-hmm. going to be in that movie. Yeah, I remember that hearing about that chatter and stuff, and the idea that like, oh, if if uh, if <laughs> if there's a if there's a movie in production that Republicans don't like, they can just like keep it from happening. And that was a weird mm-hmm. like that was a weird consequence of that that era because I.
1: I remember watching it, mm-hmm. and then I tried to look at, look back into it like a few months later, and couldn't find mm-hmm. shit because, effectively, it was "quote unquote" canceled. Yeah, for squashed. being yeah <laughs> for um, being
0: too yeah too uh, in- insightful, too or targeted too, uh, yeah.
1: towards certain folks. But yeah, after, I mean, honestly, after watching it, it does it says fuck both sides mm-hmm. if you watch the whole thing and like mm-hmm. take the whole thing in. Um they say that both sides suck by the mm-hmm. In um, the hunt. In the hunt. Oh, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Um so them like it getting cancelled and mm-hmm. like I don't know if that was really necessary. Yeah, which it' is Like to... they you they play to both sides yeah. in the film. Yeah, because I think
0: what's interesting is like I think that's what I like about this movie compared to like and why I have such a problem watching um, like the Purge movies, for instance, is like there is a very uh, there there's a uh, uh, like a like a cultural nihilism in those that is mm-hmm. it's all like very uh, like what is it like Nietzschean or like uh, that that everybody is 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 very um, the default the default state for everybody is violent and like yeah, every, God is you know, dead yeah and so are we yeah so fuck it and. uh, <laughs> That's why, I don't know, we were going to do The Purge for like a 4th of July episode, but we decided <laughs> to push that one off for a while. Uh, cause it, just didn't, it didn't feel right for this year. There was other stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> been, a there's on. been a lot of shit going on. There's been a lot of shit going on. So, it, it, I don't know, we, we, we want some escapism. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, on Sunday Scaries, that's what we're all about. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, that's the uh, reason we're here. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to think about other stuff. We don't stuff. want to think about what's going on in the world. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the premise of this movie, uh, Samara Weaving marries into this family. They, uh, are, they have a board game empire. Uh, whenever somebody joins the family they're required to play a game with the family on the wedding night
1: mm-hmm. um and the game is chosen by this cryptic little box that yeah. shoots a card out and tells them what game they have to play
0: it can be old maid it could be uh, go fish it could be checkers yeah. mm-hmm. uh but if somebody draws the hide and seek card uh it, that is a, it's basically a death sentence for for all parties yeah involved. It's,
1: uh, they don't explain it Too much, but there's some sort of curse on the family Uh basically wrapped around the way that their empire was developed. Um, In the very introduction scene, Mm -hmm. you see what is the young Alex, which is the husband Mm -hmm. um, or the groom in this that marries Samara Weeby, being in the house the last time that the hide and seek card was. Mm-hmm. And you see several he witnesses several people get murdered and you're like, What the fuck is going on? Um so when this card gets pulled after his own wedding, um, you see the desperation like this yeah, the emotion just leak out of everyone's faces because yeah. everyone in the family knows what's about to happen. Um and he knows and, what's about to happen. Yeah. And, and the c- the curse that supposedly runs in the family mm-hmm. is that um they, the new member of the family which is Samara, the, the bride uh, must play hide and seek and if they do not eliminate her find her and kill her before the end um, of the by, night. The, by sunrise mm-hmm. um, the entire family will die mm-hmm. um,
0: and that sets up the mystery and I feel like the because of the like the level of comedy in it throughout mm-hmm. and the way that the characters play it, it's I it sets up sets up the mystery perfectly where you you kind you understand the stakes, but we also don't know whether these rich people are just crazy or if it's like, you know, that and that's that sort of is the unraveling of like, you know, of the plot there. And it's I don't know. I think yeah. it's I think it's a perfect setup. Because
1: this entire family is still alive. Yeah. So does anyone know? Yeah. If they don't succeed in this task mm-hmm. will they all die yeah and that's like one of the big arguments they're like what the fuck are you talking about? there's no way this is yeah. real you're all still alive and they're like yeah because we've killed all the people that yeah. pulled that card what did and you they, they don't explain that like yeah. hardly at all which is fine yeah. um, you just have to lean into it and figure out what happens at the end
0: and I, and I love it I love the way it pays off it's a uh what did you think of of mr so labale is the name of their their mysterious benefactor mm-hmm. the idea is that the great-grandfather of like the patriarch of the family um, was on a on a boat you on like a merchant trip coming from Europe or something and he he encountered a, a mysterious benefactor on his trip named mr Labale um, and I think like so the idea is essentially it's like Satan like mm-hmm. he basically met the devil and sold his soul like even in their it's like final a ritual. heart of darkness yeah like apocalypse now. they have their they sold his... their they made a deal with an eldritch god and like yeah it's so i I love that idea because as a premise for anything um and he shows up in the end like in a little burst of flames and that very Mm -hmm. last moment she's like fuck yeah (laughs) it's like oh it's just played for you they weren't lying yeah it's so hilarious um but yeah so uh the court the movie the movie unfolds with samara weaving you know Thinking she's just playing a silly game of hide and seek, but then the rest of the family members uh, get all of their like medieval weapons and go and start looking for her in like hilarious ways, and then end up accidentally
1: killing all the maids. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, first all one, the servants, all the poor servants die yeah, first. Which is another like by crossbow. By, yeah, like um, there's that kitchen scene.
0: Yeah, the first, the first one, the very first death <laughs> is whenever like she's hiding in the bedroom mm-hmm. and uh, Alex, like her husband at the beginning of the movie, he starts out on her side. Like we think that like, you know, he, he's playing along with this just to get her in the family. He thinks he can get her out of it. Um, so he's trying to help her hide by navigating her through all like the the labyrinthine, like secret corridors of the Mm, the mansion, the back rooms and the servants
1: quarters Mm and the places that, the rich people would never think to look
0: yeah and so she's like they're hiding in the bedroom and one of the uh one of the three serve like the maids comes and like uh kind of starts to see them but then out of nowhere uh the sister of Alex uh, like, pops in and just like explodes her in the face with like a six shooter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like right off the bat, the very first kill, it's like and it's she's like so, so convinced violent.
1: that she won immediately. Like, I got her. <laughs> and that's the one that's played by uh, McMurray's wife. Yeah. Right? And this From Letter <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she's
0: it's fucking like, great. Like, her uh, fucking The, McMurray, the sister in this movie is like, she's her, her, her bit is that she's coked out the entire time and mm. has like a huge like insecurity, you know, complex uh I don't and think so she, she
1: doesn't feel like she deserves to be part of the family so no. she has to prove her worth by murdering the newest member of the family yeah um but she is not very good at that um yeah, she fucking walks around she yeah. she murders at least one of the
0: maids mm-hmm. uh and then no yeah she murders two of them because later on she has the crossbow labor, yeah right? well because yeah. <laughs> initially the crossbow is given to her husband the guy he married into the family by playing
1: old maid yeah, right who's, who's um, like does not want any part in this. He's no. just like watching YouTube videos in the closet. Do you remember what his name is? No. It's Fetch.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. yeah no. It all play- makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's played by this guy named uh, Christian Brown uh, And he's a... Uh, he also shows up in uh, *The Orphan Black* and *A uh, Handmaid's Tale*, but mm-hmm. his his entire demeanor reminded me so much of uh, Do you remember in *Beetlejuice* the uh, the designer that comes in mm-hmm. and uh, helps them like start redecorating the house? Otho, yeah, that's exactly. It seemed like a younger version of that guy, mm-hmm. um, just like a large like over like you know. O-fish, posh yeah like posh but also but a doofus yeah he's, he's they give him the crossbow to start off with as they're going to like look for samara weaving and he goes and to like, the bathroom and like looks up a youtube video of how, how to use, use a
1: crossbow. crossbow it's like
0: getting to know your crossbow yeah
1: and he's like watching it from the bathroom while he's hearing like gunshots go yeah. off in the rest of the
0: house and then he gets texts from his like frat bro and he's like "Sub bro yeah.
1: <laughs> so, he's uh he is the uvalde police of this movie. Yeah. He's just sitting by. <laughs> so there's yeah. like shit going down. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to watch some videos. Of <laughs> Audio the of children right. screaming removed from removed. the track. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but he, yeah, he definitely plays the part well. Of He's clearly like from a different rich entitled family mm-hmm. and just married into this one because that's what rich entitled people do. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I guess I gotta play this fucking game. Yeah,
0: because the way we get the characters set up in this movie, you know, so I guess we should talk a second about like the different uh, family members because we do have, so we have uh, Alex, who is the main, he's the guy who's tomorrow Weaving is married, marrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they set up their, I love the way that they set up their relationship because uh, it has so much evolution throughout the movie. Um, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie, I don't know, like you're so on board. You you believe that they're going to make yeah, it, Yeah, because right?
1: he was the one child mm-hmm. of the the benefactor mm-hmm. that did not moved away tried to escape yeah. the family so you're like oh yeah fuck like he's getting out of this like class struggle yeah he's gonna go and like do his own thing and Which he is found this conce- woman like outside of that yeah community you know he's mm-hmm. not just marrying some other rich woman mm-hmm. he found somebody that he loves truly for who they are
0: yeah because the main conflict that they set up at the beginning of the movie with between him and his family is that he's yeah he's gone off and he's like the black sheep of the family um and samara weaving comes from like foster homes and stuff and she's mm-hmm. not blue-blooded she's not rich and so she's coming in and uh there's this this inherent um you know skepticism of her and suspicion of her that she just wants to marry him for this money and you know and and marry rich yeah. essentially and I think it's funny. the quote
1: is like we're just, we just want to make sure you're not a gold digging whore. Or yeah. Like, like that. my wife. Like, yeah, which my is wife. what Adam yeah. Brody says, like <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Which, uh, I love Adam Brody. He just plays Adam Brody. He's, yeah. He's just he's playing fucking himself. Kills it. Yeah. He's sardonic, like a sarcastic, drunk, drunk asshole. asshole. Yeah. He, <laughs> who has a heart of gold. Yeah. But has been destroyed by this family. Yeah.
0: He's just, like, nihilistic because of you know, of what he's his seen upbringing and, yeah. and like
1: what he's been forced to go through. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny because we see like the duality between him and his wife who, and she married into the family, but she's all about chasing that. Like she's very Ivanka chasing Trump. Chasing the American Like she's dream. like, yeah, yeah, she's, she's like, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that like, I, I, you know, I don't want to go not back to give anything. Yeah. In I'm not going back to what I was before. Mm-hmm. If it uh, means
1: murdering all these people, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have this nice house and we're going to sell our board games. Mm-hmm. Cause yes. I'm not going back to being, or middle class or whatever she was before mm-hmm.
0: so Adam Brody is the brother of Alex and then we have their sister who is Mrs. McMurray and then her husband Fetch and then we have their two kids too her are also in the movie who oh, have yeah. hilarious moments that I think <laughs> I know we'll talk about our favorite moment of the movie because I knew going into it what your favorite moment of this movie was going to be um,
1: I think it was Courtney's favorite too yeah I'm going to go like tonight after the show tonight I'm going to go and just re-watch that scene yeah that's so bed. great <laughs>
0: Uh, we have that, and we have the two parents, right? We have Tony, and then uh, the the mom, who's played uh, by Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Um, from who's she? She's been around for a while. She she has a great Southern accent in this movie. She's from like Groundhog's Day, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, she plays it fucking steely cold in this movie too mm-hmm. where at the very top of the movie she introduces herself to samara weaving you're thinking like oh maybe there is something there like she talks to samara weaving and tries to like empathize with her and, yeah, and this makes is the just connection. what you have
1: to do to be part of this family we know it's stupid and yeah, she relates to her it. she's like
0: yeah. i went through it too they thought i was trash when i when i married you know my mm-hmm. husband and, and nobody wanted me here um and it's very much that, like, uh, it, it gave me uh, Crazy Rich Asian vibes. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Where it's, yeah. like, that one quote from Crazy Rich Asians where she's, like, you will never be enough. And she's, like, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the uh, that generational trauma of, uh, of you know, that, that was passed down to her. Yeah. Uh, so just don't even try. Yeah.
1: Like, just play the stupid game, get through it, and then you guys can do your own thing again. Yeah. It's fine.
0: But they're all so grateful to her for bringing... Alex back into the fold they Mm -hmm. constantly are refraining on that where they they reiterate you know he he wants to get away from this family but you brought him back and you recognize how important it is for him to care about his family Mm -hmm. and that sort of lays the framework for the fact that like this uh you know this very twisted notion of like people of this ilk and you know in even this is not the magical realism of the movie it's more of like a commentary on uh, on the class nature of of, you know the the disparity between these two groups of people Mm -hmm. that they'll do anything for the family like you know especially even when it comes to like murdering people and stuff like especially when it comes to murdering people um, and I guess we forgot to mention also the great aunt, uh, who is I guess uh, the fucking in- terrifying. Yeah, her I she her eyebrows are just painted on. And yeah, she has she's a got like a weird mohawk like, thing. Yeah, going on. she's got a huge Wicked Witch vibes. She's just mm-hmm. constantly sat in the corner with a fucking like angry look on her face. Yeah, and, and
1: she leans into the game way harder yeah, than anyone
0: else. She's all about it. Yeah, it's 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 very important to her that they get to murder the, the smart weaving by the end of the movie. Um, I just want to point out real quick that Barney's tail is sticking out of that. <laughs> Sorry. Please.
1: Please, he's, I'm so alone. He's
0: waiting for us to come out. Sorry, we <laughs> record in the in the home studio here at my house, and uh, my dog is uh, he has he has a attachment issues, and so he sits right outside the door, and his tail is poking out underneath,
1: like a little turn like a little turn
0: from the outside. Um, yeah, so, like, once they start getting into the movie, uh, it, it escalates really, really quickly with the murdering mm-hmm. of the first servant, right? Uh, and then the second servant yeah. gets murdered pretty soon afterward because they uh, they, they reconvene in their game room. Uh, and then Mrs. McMurray shoots off a, a crossbow on accident. Uh, and and straight screams, into I'm the heart. so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah,
1: like, immediately after, she just rails a line of coke. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah
0: she's constantly just like like snorting coke throughout the movie uh and it, it's everybody is you know sort of just making jokes about it too throughout the movie like we should go get you some downers to kind of like take the edge off here yeah that's
1: uh, even the keel a little bit
0: yeah um so as things progress samara weavings realizes she's in mortal danger um Alex attempts to sort of go shut off the security system to let her out of the house at one point. Uh, and so they get separated and then he gets like tied up. To, he gets handcuffed to a, uh, to a wooden bedpost and is basically down for the count for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. Pretty useless. They keep <laughs> cutting
1: to him, like trying to break this like small piece of yeah. wood, um, sawing away at it with the chain. And it just looks, he looks like a little bitch. Yeah. It's really pathetic. He's not getting much done. Yeah. Cause some, like some are we, these, Character is out there just handling your shit, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's just stuck, it's stuck in this bedroom." <laughs> um,
0: they have a, I guess, one last character that we've got to mention is their uh, their manservant, uh, their their Alfred. They have a guy, a butler who's mm-hmm. a, he's a pianist. He's a you know he makes the the food and the cocktails and everything, and he's like the groundskeeper, um, and so he's sort of like the lurch of the family who yeah. is constantly humming the eighteen twelve overture to himself throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, which becomes a huge plot point later on whenever he finally catches Samara Weaving, but then it, to his own, like, demise, ends up getting kicked in the face in the car and because mm-hmm. uh, he's listening to the 1812 Overture too loud. Too loud. Yeah. He's, As he's they're like,
1: all watching it on a live stream, like, from, yeah. through FaceTime.
0: <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's a Tchaikovsky fanatic, mm-hmm. uh, like no one I have ever seen before. Um, yeah, the the kills, I feel like, yeah, they, they escalate from the servants and then that, that third servant gets murdered whenever like they trap her in the dumbwaiter. That was the one that like actually got me where I was like, Do you remember that oh, one? Because she yeah, starts hiding gets, in like, the dumbest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not even like I don't even work as a as a as a maid usually. Like Mr. LaBelle just likes the way I dance or Mr. Yeah, Low They, they
1: look, just brought yeah. me in because I look nice.
0: Yeah. Um, which is a perfect which, refrain And on, We've like,
1: talked about dumb waiters. Several times in this series yeah. so far. Like
0: there's a dumbwaiter in a movie. Um, Haunting news. in Connecticut, right? Yeah. Dumbwaiter. Haunting in Connecticut. Uh, there was, was at there least one in the three?
1: One other one. It's come up several times. Like as soon as you see the dumbwaiter, you know yeah. it's gonna something's it's gonna news. fucking happen. Some kids gonna go in there. Yeah. It's not gonna go well. Nope. Bad news. Um Dumbwaiters are canceled.
0: Yeah. Dumb waiters are canceled. No more dumbwaiters. <laughs> uh but Samara Weaving basically goes all around the house Uh, she makes it to like the you know outside jumps out of a window Um, she finally makes it out to like I think the big the the closest she gets to escaping is also one of the funniest parts uh, where so she makes it out to like a barn um, and I think that's where we get the little hint that they like set, they ritually sacrifice goats like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do remember when she falls. So she gets out to this barn and there's like other goats and stuff out there. Um, she thinks she at least finds like a place to hide. And then one of the kids appears out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, Oh fuck, don't tell your mom, like, you know, everything's gonna be okay. You have to help me get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he fucking like pulls out a one shot pistol and blows a hole in her hand. Yeah. Uh, and she fucking like, just
1: like a single chamber, like old school, um, Flint fire fucking pistol yeah Yeah, it's like a foot Which lock like, yeah pistol we should or something. still use this in this they, game yeah
0: because they're they're all <laughs> the, the, the conceit is that they're all trying they're trying to do things as uh as they would have been as their ancestors would yeah yeah yeah, as, yeah as we the can't you, if they turn dude. off
1: all the security cameras because that would be unfair in yeah in the hunt and we have to use a crossbow and a fucking musket. Yeah, and they quickly dispense with that. Like, yeah, they're like, no, they, we'll yeah, do whatever. Like, it. We'll she's turn all out. the cameras on.
0: Yeah, um, and it gets very serious for them very quickly. Uh, but yeah, that little kid blows a hole at Samara Weaving's hand, uh, and she just fucking curses him out and then decks him Punches right him. in the schnoz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just knocks them out into like a goat pen.
0: Yeah. He lands in some hay, but it was just so satisfying to see her deck, that little kid in the yeah. face, uh, best it, scene in the movie. It best, easily the best scene in the movie. If you have, yeah. yeah, like for, for those that not know, this
1: is coming from Travis and I, who, Yeah,
0: 80% who, of our Instagram, like, like messages to each other and just kids just getting hurt. hurt. Yeah. Kids
1: falling over. Kids getting hit, hit by kickballs. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Kids um, running
0: into. So as connoisseurs doors. of
1: this type of <laughs> art, um, it's very well done. Yeah, it was peak,
0: yeah. peak, peak kid getting hurt <laughs> uh, in a satisfying way, especially a rich kid. There's like, there's yeah, it was the extra like sprinkles yeah. on top of them because they were like yeah.
1: all down to like be part of this game. Too. Yeah, they didn't hesitate at all. Mm-hmm. So, like fuck them.
0: Which comes in later whenever like so, uh, Samara Weaving gets down. You know she escapes from the the barn through a gruesome ladder climb. A la mm-hmm. X. out of the
1: dead goat pit. Yeah, yeah. the hole in her or, hand. She and uses. Dead people pit
0: to hoist herself out of the pit because of a broken ladder she mm. slams her hold hand onto a nail. Oh, no, nail that was that was probably the most gruesome part and I knew like they set I it up s- yeah the yeah, Chekhov's nail yeah, I think I
1: said like as soon as I saw her hand I was like oh there it is yeah. she's gonna pull herself up and she's you were just like hand you were like just wait yeah <laughs> it's yeah. coming Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, it was fucking that, that, was, that was probably the most gruesome like stomach turning scene of the of the movie mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of that they do a lot of like very close up uh, visceral body. Yeah, bore. like when she
1: when she does finally escape mm-hmm. the grounds of the home and she has to fit herself through that. F- yeah, hole directly in the fence. after that. And like these wrought iron bars are yeah. partially separated and she forces her body through them and they just zoom in on like it cutting her. It's flesh. basically
0: an arrowhead just digging yeah. into her torso as yeah, she but squeezes she through forces the Forces herself yeah. through
1: it to escape.
0: And then she gets out and like there's a car if, that's the best part where like these constant sla- the constant like slapstick jokes, I feel mm. like just pay off and are so well-paced with, like, the body horror and the other, like, the violence and suspense of it where some random dude is driving by and we, we I guess we can assume it's, like, a weird, like, proprietary country road so it's, like, mm. somebody else who has an enormous property, another rich person. Uh, they slow down for, like, two seconds and they see this distress. By this point, Samara Weaving's costume has evolved into, like, peak fucking, like, Terminator. Yeah. her wedding like-
1: dress has gone from a beautiful gown to she rips the bottom part of it off Mm -hmm. to make like a tourniquet yeah um switches out her wedding shoes for converse
0: for yellow converse that were custom made because they don't make that style anymore in yellow converse so those were custom made for the movie
1: shouts out to the costume designer the costume designer. Uh, she rips the sleeves off at one point yeah and she and it slowly gets bloodier and bloodier too Mm -hmm. like in It basically just turns red by the end of the movie. Yeah, Uh, because
0: yeah, she she, gets splattered. Yeah, she gets bursted (laughs) on by several.
2: Yeah, there were apparently scares. like
0: um there was like 17 different versions of the wedding From- dress that got made for like the for the movie by the costume designer yeah um which to, to basically demonstrate that progression of mm-hmm. like it getting steadily more and more distressed and destroyed mm-hmm. um there is the one moment where yeah she's like she she puts on the bandolier of like of prop you know shells that she thinks are real because she has the elephant gun in her hand uh-huh. you remember the rounds for that that just looked like a giant fucking dildo yeah <laughs> like it was like it was like a six it like inch... it's gonna
1: blast her across the room yeah if she had
0: really like shot that off yeah her like 110 yeah. pound frame she would have been put through the window or something mm-hmm. it was ridiculous uh but there is that one shot of her where yeah she has like the bandolier on of she looks like furiosa across. or yeah. something it looks so fucking sick uh, but, yeah, the uh, costume designer, Avery Plues, yeah, they made uh, 17 different versions of her dress. Um, and then, yeah, the shoes for her, those yellow Converse were custom made because no one makes those. Like, I think they were high tops. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing Halloween costume. if You can get a hold of the elements for it because, it, yeah, it, by the end of the movie, you're just like, it's, it's just so, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think these directors. I'll,
1: I might do it next year. There you go. After our wedding.
0: There you go. Oh, yeah, uh, just save Courtney's
1: Yeah, dress. I'll just take her dress and I'll rip it to shreds <laughs> and I'll fucking spray blood all over it. I can speak for. I can and she's got some she's converse. Be totally okay with that. I'll destroy those and yeah. and dye them yellow as well. Yeah, I've I've got some yellow. Converse. She likes the movie. It's cool.
0: Yeah, it's all yeah in the <laughs> name. It's in the name of the bit. Yeah, you know, commit to the bit. Um, yeah, that, that, there's that moment when that car drives by. The guy slows down, but only enough to just yell, like, get out of the fucking road. Like, yeah, it's like you, her fault. Get
1: out, you fucking drunk bitch. Yeah, something. and she's <laughs> clearly, like, cut up and yeah. all
0: fucked up. And she's like, then she just goes on a, a stream of expletives. You yeah. fucking cocksucker bitch. Like, and you're just like, it's so perfect. Yeah. And then she lets out another one of her fucking Samara weaving screams. She's just, like, oh.
2: fucking rich people. Yeah, which are so <laughs> visceral. <laughs> it's so good. Like, yeah. Her scream she's, is piercing.
0: Yeah, she sounds like one of the goats. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, she's like, uh, when she does it. But it's, it's so great because it's not like a it's not a movie scream. Like if you've heard the scream at the beginning, like in our theme music, like mm-hmm. that's from, uh, like the Wilhelm screen. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Like a classic, like an, or like a stage scream. Mm-hmm. Like hers are like, like I said before, you know, when you see Tony Collette scream in a movie mm-hmm. or you see an actor really committing to, uh, the emotional performance, they just, they just cut through in a piercing yeah. way where or like, if you've Fuck. ever had
1: your own little, uh, as we like to call them, a little menti B, yeah. a little mental breakdown. Yeah. And yeah. you, you just screamed in your room. Um, it's, similar to that it seems very that's what i would let out in that situation mm-hmm. it's not manufactured everybody's got to have a little mentib b every now yeah and then. just a little mentib. b mm-hmm. it's okay that's good for we've you we've all been there
0: that's like vitamin d yeah vitamin vitamin b yeah vitamin b <laughs> uh shortly after that i think is when she gets picked up by lurch uh oh yeah she tries to escape in in the car or no she she i don't
1: remember how she got the car yeah
0: she gets uh uh the, the servant comes and, like, tries to, like, pick her up or something. And she managed and he, to, like, knock him out or, or something. Yeah,
1: and steals the car.
0: Yeah, she Which tries has... to drive up with the car. It has... OnStar. <laughs> <laughs> so she tries to contact OnStar and talks to Justin uh, through OnStar. He does not help her out at all because yeah. the car is reported, reported stolen. The car is reported
1: stolen. So he remotely and she's like, shuts Speak it to down. your fucking manager. And she, he says, yeah, "Is there anything else I like, can
0: help you with?" And she says, "No, you can go fuck yourself, Justin." I think it's like, well, there's no reason for that kind of language. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> it's just like, all right. Dude.
1: This audio will be recorded for customer service purposes. Yeah,
0: this movie has a great, like, I think that's part of the humor. Yeah, the banality of it mixed with, I don't know, because that's. Yeah, that... she
1: goes through these very visceral things, mm-hmm. immediately followed by the like most absurd shit that could possibly happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all it just, goes back and forth like, yeah it, the, it is really well paced mm-hmm. the comedic shit that, that's in there is perfectly paced throughout the film mm-hmm. where and it doesn't seem like this is the funny part now we're gonna go back to horror yeah it's just perfectly balanced throughout and it's
0: balanced between her and then the things that she has to go through are so there's it's such mundane stupid problems in a life or death situation mm-hmm. but then by the opposite end side of the coin, like the family is also going through that where they're, they're trying to murder somebody, but like they're dealing with these like silly mundane issues of, mm-hmm. of just, you know, of like logic of, yeah. well, let's just turn on the fucking cameras. Like, Oh, we turned off the cameras. We'll get one of the maids to help us. Like, we killed all the maids. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, like we killed all the fucking maids already. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, it's so, it's so normal feeling. Like, so it's the, the, the behavior of the family and of uh, Samara weaving, um, yeah, then like Lurch picks her up again because the car isn't working, and mm-hmm. he's like trying to drive her back. Uh, oh, he like drugs her, right? Yeah, he like or yeah drugs her, like knocks, knocks her, her out or something. Somehow, yeah. uh, and that's when we get that scene where he's driving back and like listening to Tchaikovsky, and he he's like Skype calling, like Zoom calling them or Facetiming them yeah. on his phone. I got her. on the dashboard, and they're like, "No, you fucking idiot! You can see in the background she's her about her, to, like, like waking him in up." The face. Yeah, yeah um apparently samara weaving didn't know how to drive before this movie so they had to yeah they
1: had to teach her how to act how to drive yeah because she so, <laughs>
0: she's australian uh yeah so i don't, I don't know I get, people drive in australia but i guess not if you're an actor you don't have to
1: drive sure yeah i feel yeah i wouldn't have known if i didn't read that after yeah f- after the fact
0: yeah it's crazy like obviously so one of the key like things like samara Weaving looks exactly like margot robbie yeah yeah and margot robbie was considered for this like role. after
1: a brief glance mm-hmm. you have to really think about it yeah she's
0: like margot robbie's little sister mm-hmm. like that's what she looks like um and it's hilarious yeah because like margot robbie i guess was going to be uh be in this movie but
2: um, yeah and like the story.
1: latter half of her in this movie is teetering on like harley quinn
2: yeah <laughs> like basically that's how
1: unhinged she a gets a harley quinn energy. energy yeah yeah it's getting yeah, harley the quinn last energy. like third or half of the film she's mm. just leaning into the the harley quinn
0: that is the aesthetic yeah it's 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 violent uh but like campy cute stuff yeah
1: violent apathy Uh mixed with the comedically absurd Mm -hmm.
0: um but we talked about like so the way that the relationship between samara and uh the the alex's character um it evolves in the sense that like so alex first act of the movie is, is actively physically fighting his dad and his brother, uh, trying to keep, uh, them from catching Samara Weaving. Um, once he finally escapes from the bedroom though, things have escalated to the point where Samara Weaving has made it back to the house. Uh, but in the process, you know, severely injured the lurch dude. Um, and then also upon making it back to the house, uh, deals with a confrontation between Adam Brody, um, and his wife, uh, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, she, they face off because Adam Brody is not about you know killing Samara Weaving He's he's been trying to let her go the entire time essentially yeah. Um. they have a couple of meetups he's like a house. double agent yeah he's, he's, he's like
1: playing into it a little bit but just yeah, enough that he can help her
0: just half ass enough to like to be there essentially mm-hmm. um, which finally coalesces in him like I said facing off against his wife who shoots him in the neck mm-hmm. um, in that in that little face off which gives Samara Weaving enough time to, to fuck her up mm-hmm. Uh. she kills her at that point i think mm. like i can't remember if she yeah. like shoots her as well so. or like yeah um
1: there's a lot of kills in this.
0: there's movie. a lot of murders uh but what ends up happening is it's a you know it's a classic misdirect uh like a you know uh dramatic irony where alex has escaped from the bedroom where he was handcuffed and then like finds the body of his, his dying brother uh, or finds his brother, like, dying because of the, the neck wound uh, mm-hmm. from his brother's Which is, wife. like,
1: the only family member that he's identified mm-hmm. with in his whole life.
0: Yeah, and it brings around that point of uh, they set that up in the first scene in the movie where it's, like, their relationship is a big part of it that, like, his brother was supposed to, like, protected him in the beginning of the movie and was trying to shield mm-hmm. him from, from, you know, witnessing, the evil of the from family. From witnessing the murders mm-hmm. in the
1: last time that they played this game.
0: Yeah, um, and so that kind of, like, is supposed to come full circle and the idea that like Alex is is sort of the uh, he's going to be like the next in line to inherit you know everything, um, which is why it's so important for him to come back into the fold. But uh, the 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 event of seeing his brother die and he thinks it's you know the result of some Samara Weaving's doing um, pushes him away from her and into the family's clutches essentially yeah. and that's further exacerbated whenever uh, so directly after that is whenever we get that scene where she faces off against the mom um, mm-hmm. they have a scuffle and they like get to the ground and Samara Weaving uses the box that has all the cards in it with the game to beat the the brains out of yeah Alex's straight mom. to pulp yeah it's a really graphic. Like they kind yeah. of cut to it like briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't but really that's sh- enough. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's yeah. You don't need that much more than it. Uh, the movie doesn't shy away from um, the body gore and like prosthetics and stuff. Um, and that pushes Alex over the edge, where he he finds her after she's murdered his mom um, in self defense, mm-hmm. and essentially, and then basically gets the rest of the group together to go and. Um, and uh, trap her and, and perform their satanic the, ritual. The ritual <laughs> yeah.
1: sacrifice on the altar.
0: Yeah, they go through and start speaking, like, Latin and shit and have, like, mm. an entire, like, satanic ritual like laid out. Um, and she gets, yeah, in the course of it, they, they, they're all drinking this
1: uh, from a chalice. Yeah, they
0: yeah. have two takes of it. I forgot that we yeah, they had the two takes of it because the first time they try to do it, um, Adam Brody's character has poisoned them all with, like, mm. hydrochloric acid or something. Yeah, and so just they all vomiting start are vomiting all black bile yeah um over everybody and then like all the face-offs happen and they come back to it and they're like all right fuck it we just need to kill her um and alex is about to like to to commit the murder but she manages to get away from them at which point like she becomes like that scene is it's fucking amazing when she becomes just like fucking feral she like mm. gets the knife away and just starts like scream like grunting and screaming at everybody yeah. like holding She's the knife we lost it yeah um, but finally, at that point is whenever like the sun has come out, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and the
1: family realizes that now it's technically too late. Yeah, they can no longer perform the ritual. Yeah, um, uh, and they're all kind of just staring at each other, like trying to cope with the fact that their death may be impending. Yeah, but so they this is don't the... know because the curse has never been fulfilled. Yeah, before. Yeah, so they're all just awkwardly standing there in the dawn light as the dawn light, like the sunlight peeks through the windows.
0: Yeah. She throws open the curtains and everybody uh, like cowers away yeah, from like it. Fucking like fucking vampires. vampires. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like playing into it. And then, yeah, like Fe- whatever, uh, Fetch or whatever his name is like stands up and he's like, I do, I knew it was all bullshit.
1: Was and like, then you know, he immediately explodes. Yeah. They all
0: start <laughs> fucking b- popping. It's so, f- I love the ending of this movie. They all uh-huh. just fucking explode. And the camera work, the camera work throughout yeah. this movie is fucking elegant. It's it's mm-hmm. beautiful. But especially I love effects like this where whenever there's a huge, you know, gush of blood on screen, it splatters the camera yeah. in a way and it's just the the rule the Sam Raimi rule, right? For any movie mm-hmm. it's like always way more blood than you need. Like yeah, always so evil than necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's not that much blood in the human body, but they, they do it in such a way where everybody just starts popping and it's just, and it's just coating the entire massive room. Mm-hmm. They're in like, including Samara Weeby. Yeah. She just gets doused in blood. They, but the, the way that they pop in sequence too is so mm-hmm. hilarious. Like it starts off with, yeah, with the, the husband. Fitch, yeah. Fitch is first. Fitch is first. Um, and then it's like, it's like Fitch, and then like the uh, the grandma, um, the great aunt, or something probably, uh, and then like, probably, yeah, and then yeah. Helen
1: tries to kill grace yeah and then she grabs pops. the axe and then she pops yeah <laughs> and then
0: the like the sister tries to run out with her two kids and they just go out in the hallway and then they all yeah. pop in succession like, <laughs> like pop, pop, pop. Pop, you could see the splat like out the door <laughs> and then it's like and then the dad who was like no i did everything right he's challenging his his eldritch you know
1: beast uh, god authority or whatever mm-hmm. uh he tries it's to like, I, followed the demon. The mm-hmm. I followed the rules i followed the rules And then he gets turned to goop uh uh-huh. and then Alex, is like begging
0: yeah. Grace. he tries to recant everything and he's like, for like, her Please. forgiveness.
1: I never wanted to do this. Uh huh. And for a second, like he's doing that long enough as the only surviving one that uh-huh. you're wondering, like, is it gonna happen to him right. too? Or has he like broken out of the curse? Yeah. Um well he doesn't.
0: No. Um, yeah. She says, I want a divorce. And then yeah. right after that he just explodes in her uh-huh. face, just like
1: I think she like takes her ring off, mm-hmm. gives it to him, and then he explodes.
0: It's so great. And so everybody is, everybody is bursting into flames. We, I guess we forgot to mention that by this point in the movie, because of some lantern or something, the mm. house is on fire. Like in one of the rooms of this massive house. Um, it's
1: slowly spreading. Yeah. yeah. The
0: fire has been, has like a, a drapes have caught on fire and the house is slowly burst like g- bursting into flames. Um, so as that's happening around her, uh, there's that last shot of like Mr. LaBelle, like the demon or whatever. She sees him sitting in that chair and she's just like, Reacts completely deadpan. She's like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she takes, like, the cigarettes of the dead mom and goes outside uh-huh. and, like, and smokes Sits one. on the porch,
1: smokes one. All the paramedics roll up. Uh-huh. Firefighters. And they're, like, grabbing her. Like, what, what happened? And she says fucking in-laws fucking in-laws <laughs> <laughs> so
0: great that ending so i think this is like uh going back to kind of like you know the thematic elements of this movie and stuff the um there's a couple of reviews like there's a like there's a roger ebert review of this one that is really critical of like the messaging in it and i think oh, some people have a problem with um the theme like the allegory not being like tight enough mm-hmm. like the idea is like if uh so like the like if the if the family if it had all been a joke right or it hadn't had all not been real and like the truth was that the family was just being evil like for mm-hmm. no reason purely um, to
1: protect their own assets and right all, but without right? any like,
0: true justification for it um, yeah just I, a
1: just a hint of the idea of them losing something was enough
0: yeah to drive to, them to murder for generations yeah um, I think there's a there's a criticism of it that like that would pay off better like if, if you were to follow the the figurative language of the movie directly to a T. Mm-hmm. like it would make more sense. and then they
1: all survive and realize it's not real. Right. But and that's that would, not fun at all. No,
0: and I think that's like I think that's what's great about this movie and what's so because it's such <laughs> a like you can't if you watch this movie, it's such a playful movie and it's having so much fun with the stupid preposterous premise that it has. yeah um that you know this family has some demonic curse on them that they've mm-hmm. sold their souls. And now have to play board games throughout all time. So,
1: which they did that to Mm -hmm. become successful, yeah, um, in the first place, right? So, they they don't have this empire, right? Yeah, unless they did this,
0: right? And I guess so. I think the criticism is that like. Making it, like, the magical realism of it, like, mm. weakens the, the, the anti-classist message, right? Mm. The idea that it's like, well, if in your universe of this story, it's not really a, you know, uh, a fable or, like, yeah. a, you know, a These cautionary tale. These people were
1: forced to do this yeah. out of fear for their life as opposed to the... Potential of losing right capital, right? Yeah, because
0: like, I guess like the true cautionary tale, like I said, would be that they uh, they tricked themselves into thinking that this is how they had to behave, and that mm-hmm. was the problem, and that's what causes like that would be a you know that is a more direct allegory for how society actually works. This idea that like people of that ilk will cling to power so wretchedly,
1: no matter that they what, don't care about the repercussions. Exactly,
0: yeah. like to the point that yeah, they'll in this. hyperbolic version of of that Mm -hmm. you know they'll murder all their servants yeah they'll not care and murder them in the goat pit yeah murder people attempting to join their class in order to preserve you know the uh the sanctity of it Mm -hmm. um and i guess what the the criticism is that like having it pay off with all of them actually just fucking blowing up at the end cheapens like the meth like that theme but i don't I, i don't agree yeah personally because it's so satisfying to watch them all it is like they deserve
1: it you (laughs) know even if it wasn't real they still deserve it yeah and i mean how else are you gonna end it if it's not real yeah because it's like racist character just murders everybody like yeah and then she just seems vengeful Mm -hmm. you know which is fair at this point
0: this is one of those movies where it's like the, the ends of horror movies are always fun whenever you're like what happens next?
1: <laughs> like, what do
0: you yeah. tell the police in this situation? Uh,
1: like, especially if they, if, say we go with the alternate ending where uh, it's not real, they yeah. all survive. Then what? Yeah. You know, like, the rich people are gonna lie. They yeah. have more money. Grace is gonna go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fun. And I think that's that fucking
0: that's, sucks. Yeah. This is like the, uh, what's, and that's what, that's, what's fun about this movie. And I think why it even, you know, like I said, the, it doesn't need to follow a strict allegory. I think what it does better is, is being sort of just a fun, like wish fulfillment kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, wouldn't it be fun if all, if they all just fucking if exploded and blood, people exploded. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, and, and face the consequences of their, they selling their souls to the devil for, for all their crimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because expounding upon that like the their behavior like all the different types of characters we see like the true, the most truly sinister right are adam brody's wife and mm. you know people
1: who who's cl- so desperate for like class mobility yeah that they don't care who They'll they buy step into on this. along yeah. the way which yeah. is how people get to that point anyways right? exactly like that's what bezos did that's what fucking musk did yeah it's the same like she's a probably arguably the best allegory mm-hmm. for how somebody like that comes to power right? and
0: we get both examples of that though because when we get like the actual old money like generation like the the uh the institutionalized people like the dad and like the mom who or and like the the, the aunt right the great aunt who is so committed to her tradition she thinks this is the only thing that's keeping their family alive and you know is that's why she's so gung-ho about chopping people's heads off mm-hmm. and stuff that scene i forgot that whenever the second maid gets killed she gets killed with the, like shot with the crossbow but doesn't die immediately remember she's like gurgling yeah. on the floor and, and then the great the, aunt goes the gray and chops like, i don't her want head to off.
1: fucking look at this anymore no. so it just decapitates her. yeah the banality of it like the fact that these people you're inconveniencing are not people. me by not yeah. dying quick enough and i have to look at it yeah
0: we're, we're trying to have a conversation here and you're, and you're and dying you're like, over oh. here oh. exactly yeah. and i think coughing stuff like up that, blood I, I think people yeah like the criticisms that uh, that it's it leans too hard or that it's too I don't know on the nose like but that's there is subtlety to it because it's also in the behavior of the family amongst themselves like that example of that moment where it's like their mundane conversation is worth is like the fact that like this dying person is like interrupting it is, mm. is so annoying and egregious she goes and has to decapitate her and yeah. then also there's like moments later on where we see the family like coalescing around itself, um, in spite of you know the horrific things that are going on because they don't they have no relationship with reality. Where it's like mm-hmm. whenever um, the sister goes and finds the kid that get got knocked out in the barn mm-hmm. or whatever, um, he's like, "Yeah, I followed that lady over here and I tried to kill her because that's what everybody else is doing." And she's like, "I'm so proud of you. I'm so like," <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> like yeah. that's so creepy," uh, but it's such a good I don't mm-hmm. know it's such a good like and hyperbolic I- way to portray that kind of Yeah, and I mean,
1: obviously, it it is, like, over the top, right? Mm -hmm. That's the point. Um, But as somebody who in the last, you know, I'd say in the last five years of my life, I've interacted through work and stuff with many more people than I had in the first 25 years of my life Mm -hmm. um, that have that type of generational wealth, Mm -hmm. whether it be certain people that we've worked with in the past, um... Or people that I currently work with. Mm-hmm. And it's not that far off base. Like how little what normal people say matters to them. Yeah. It's real. Like that sounds really fucked up, but that's how the world works. Yeah, it's true. And like, um, it's like, the like people what, that... what I have to say some days around certain people they couldn't fucking care. It's like, I'm not even speaking. Yeah.
0: It's like, that's people, like when you go they, to a restaurant, they're, they're like, cut they're, my head off. Yeah. To
2: get me to shut up.
0: Yeah. Like when you yeah. go to a restaurant or a bar and people that are like rude to waiters or bartenders or, mm-hmm. or who don't like look at them in the eye or like yeah. acknowledge that they're people. Um, yeah. It's as, like, as
1: somebody who's been in that situation yeah. plenty of times yeah. before it's really not, you know, that's why I, the end is so fucking satisfying. It is. It is. You know? like,
0: I, like I said, I think it is like the wish fulfillment element of it. I think is what's, is what's fun and what's, you know, yeah. hilarious about it. This and movie think...
1: was not made for the rich people. No. It, it was wasn't. made for us. This, this right? for us. this is for us. This is for us. This is your own movie. Shut up, Roger.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, but it, in the end, I, that's like that's my take. Like it, and it, it's just also just such a good. Like I said before, it's just such a good concise movie. It gets in and out and does exactly what it needs to do really quickly. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't. I, I think
1: mean, there's no dead space. It's perfectly paced. Yeah. Every um,
0: moment of of Samara weaving, trying to get out of this house and escape from these people, it, it escalates. at just such a, such a great perfect pace that you're like I said, when the movie ends and on that beautiful shot of her smoking the cigarette um, yeah. in front of that building, you're just like, you kind of want more, but you're like, it ended right at the perfect spot. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, good, good fucking movie. I think that, I don't know, I was really happy yeah. to put this one, like I said, but at the end of these seasons, I want to put one that's like, you know, just sort of a candy movie, a good horror mm-hmm. comedy that's just a, you know, something to like, as a palate cleanser, right? Before yeah. We get and into it's, like I mean, it new, is something uh, new, that new
1: I think everybody, even people that aren't, per se into horror Mm -hmm. could get into oh yeah you know like my partner Courtney watched it and she fucking loved it yeah she doesn't really watch horror movies yeah Um, you know you could argue that this is not strictly a horror movie yeah you know there's some movies we watch that are it's just horror through and through this is not um, it leans into a lot of different genres um, which is why I think it's a good one to kind of cap this season on because it's something that everybody can access oh yeah
0: very accessible right. movie. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, very. And yeah, like we said before, if you're if you're not super into horror, it's a good gateway movie. It's a good it's a good movie to kind of like to wet your beak. You know, it's got mm-hmm. enough body gore in there. Um, yeah, we haven't you done you can Tyler's, test your limits a little bit. Yeah, we haven't yeah. done Tyler's medical corner yet. Uh, there's a couple of ones in there. <laughs> uh, like starting off with the the dumb waiter killed that girl gets decapitated. Kind of. Yeah, she, that's like one of my worst fears is getting mm-hmm. trapped in like an elevator with one of your body parts sticking out. Yeah. And, and it's slowly it?
1: closing. You just yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah,
0: it's like a vice yeah. that just like cranks. I was up. reading
1: through some, um you know, IMDb has like the trivia or like the, mm-hmm. the the goofs, and somebody in there was like, the one maid got shot in the heart with a crossbow, but then is like speaking shortly after, like asking for help, and she wouldn't be able to do that. And I was like, you don't just die immediately. There's yeah. still oxygen in your brain. There's still like you're still functioning until you pass out. Like
0: that's how long not, do you think you could last if you got shot in the ch- in the heart with a crossbow?
1: I mean, it, it's. A, I guess it depends. On it which depends exactly it where, hits. but like yeah. you know, we talked about in *Exorcist* three. Mm-hmm. After I chop the head off, yeah. there's enough oxygen left. Like the brain still functions for, like 20, for 20 seconds, seconds oh, right? Yeah, it's such a crazy like, idea. Like if you get shot in the heart, it's still partially pumping right like you're still going to have oxygenation and perfusion in your brain you're still going to be conscious yeah for an indeterminate amount of time depending on tell me if this is lots good, of things but like tell me if this yeah is a it's good not comparison. always immediate
0: i uh i've been dealing with the uh the res- the uh, radiator overflow reservoir in my car mm-hmm. um cracked and i had to replace it again in my fucking ford fiesta uh a and fucking so, ford fiesta dude i fucking too. hate that car <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's been leaking coolant like constantly and I've been driving essentially with an overheated engine for like a week now, mm-hmm. um, as I've tried to like find a leak and like fix it or whatever. But that's why I always think I'm like, yeah, your, your brain will continue to work for a surprisingly like long amount of time Yeah, with, you know, whatever blood was in there, even if you're like leaking internally.
1: Yeah. And it will slowly cease to function. Yeah. Like it's not going to be an immediate yeah. loss of consciousness. Like the instant you get shot in the heart. It's yeah. not. That's not how that works.
2: Yeah. What like about? I,
1: had, I, I had a patient a few months ago try to be as vague as possible, but <laughs> it was a a person that was shot in the chest. Um, and it severed their uh, common carotid artery, which feeds a good chunk of your brain. Um, but they were still functioning by the time we got to the operating mm-hmm. room and we repaired it, and that person – is now I don't want to say fine, but they are on their way to becoming to going back to being a functional human again. That's crazy. So like getting shot in the chest, it's not an immediate like yeah. toast. But I always it, it
0: always seems like go like in the extreme in either way. Because then there's other ones where people get shot like in the stomach, and I'm like that's almost worse in a way, right? When you, especially if you hit like a major yeah. organ that's leaking like bile or something into or your, like...
1: yeah, and then you you become septic over several yeah. days and you slowly die as yeah. all your like abdominal organs like get putrid mm-hmm. um that's almost worse to I me mean, yeah like
0: it seems like it'd be harder to fix
1: yeah and it's a much longer painful
0: more painful time. yeah before you know <laughs> if you're gonna make it out yeah you
1: know, like you you slowly become septic and yeah. they start resecting all your bowels <sighs> and all this other shit and you'd be going back to the operating room like over and over and over Jesus Christ. um and it wouldn't yeah that that doesn't sound like a good time no. at no the just other one that just I was, blast me in the chest, yeah. And if I get through that, then you know, yeah, whatever. I'm good. The <laughs> other one I was
0: like is like her hand. Yeah, I think the most unbelievable one is like the hole that gets blown through her hand. Like her tendons would be fucked. She wouldn't be able to like move yeah. Those she fingers can't like grasp. No, yeah. yeah. Because, like but, they, the You moment- know,
1: that one, I was willing to suspend in disbelief, like, because that scene was so fucking cool. They just play it for comedy, too, because yeah. the, <laughs> the idea
0: is, like, when he shoots her through the hand, the camera you can sees see- <laughs> through the hole in her hand at the kid yeah. in disbelief that uh-huh. he missed her fucking, the rest of her body or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then she decks him in the schnoz, and it's mm. oh, so satisfying. Chef's yeah. kiss of, uh, of decking a little kid in the schnoz. Um, we have never, and we do not want to hurt children. Let me just put that out there. I'm just saying it's funny I'm just when it saying happens. If
1: it happens, yes, I, you know, if there's one good thing that could come out of it, it's it my joy. my joy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> uh, so next time your yeah. child is on a trampoline, just, just set up a camera, yeah, okay? Just film because it because something you know it might we will find that shit funny it might make my day one day yeah so, so
0: we, we all need a little bit of light in mm. this, these dark dark times and, and it's, sometimes if it's your child running into a glass door thank you yeah yeah there we go that's all that's all i ask for um yeah guys so that's yeah that was that's ready or not that's ready overall or not. like yeah fucking great movie man that's why we love it we own yeah. it on amazon like because it's mm. it's just a great movie it's worth like, a
1: rewatch. like oh, yeah. it's yeah i'm planning on rewatching it sometime yeah. soon it's a great. Um,
0: and I think yeah, this one, like I said, it doesn't fit in thematically with what we talked about this season. Uh, this season was all about like I don't know. I think we had a really good time talking about like the psychology of ghost and demon movies. We really kind of got in the weeds about you know the ramifications of like what what people think of as like what's scary about mm-hmm. supernatural like like hauntings and stuff and what that means and what it reflects in our own minds.
1: Yeah, um, I think which that was... more often than not seems to be the fear of the unknown. Yeah, which Again, you could hearken back to this film too yeah. like they don't know if this curse is real or not yeah. Because it's never been proven before, yeah. right?
0: But fear of the unknown, and then also fear of self, and like mm-hmm. un- not understanding yourself, which I think was the psychological element, and a lot of like that—that that is like the underlying current of a lot of uh, like demonic movies and stuff, and the possession movies we we watched. Um, it's that idea of you know, like if you don't have an explanation for the intrusive thoughts, like to, for the psychological things that you're going for, uh, the idea yeah, that yeah. it's it's a it's a foreign entity somehow. What's to stop you, you from believing mm-hmm.
1: that it's something else doing yeah. that?
0: which is a really cool thing to explore in, in its many different incarnations successfully mm-hmm. or not. Um, whether it was the conjuring three being a, a mediocre crime thriller or the exorcist three being a fucking balls out, you mm-hmm. know, dinger of a, of an awesome crime thriller, supernatural demonic movie. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good, good fun stuff. Demons
1: are cool. Yeah. And we, it's fun know, to see them in movies and it's haunted, fun to see them. haunted
0: house movies are real fun. They're the archetype for so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, On that note, that is the end of season one. The, uh, what we're gonna be doing? Uh, we're gonna start a brand new season. Uh, the new topic they're gonna be covering is slashers. slashers. Uh, man, mm-hmm. one of the fucking cornerstones of mm-hmm. horror movies. Uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about body horror. A lot of fun uh, relationships between these horror movies and true crime things that like ha- that movies that are inspired by um, real, real happenings Yeah, uh, um, which is much scarier. It kind of you know. Many, yeah. I feel like for a lot of people, these are the scariest movies. Movies that are grounded in reality where um there are things that kind of the
1: reality of my home state yeah (laughs) of wisconsin it's mostly let's
0: be honest we've got edgy we've got dower (laughs) fuck y'all you got shit you guys you do have like the fucking texas chainsaw massacre fuck off which is still based on fucking ed (laughs) yeah it's still based on wisconsin (laughs) Uh, shouts
1: out to my dad randall for driving me through plainfield (laughs) wisconsin every time we went up north and pointing out the hardware store where Ed Gein abducted that woman and dragged her to his fucking house. Oh um, God. shouts out Randall. Thank <laughs> you for terrifying me at like age six.
0: Uh, yeah. Big spoilers. Uh, Ed Gein's is going to play a really big part in, uh, some of the movies we're going to be watching here coming up. Um, the very first movie we're gonna be checking out uh, for the next season uh, was gonna be one movie, but I think we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build up a little suspense. So mm-hmm. rather than watching the one I was expecting to, uh, we're gonna watch The Strangers first, mm-hmm. um, which was it has a lot of meat in there, talking about its relationship with true crime and inspirations and stuff. Um, but that'll kick off our uh, our series on slashers. And I know if you're a fan of slashers, I think it'll be a uh, quite a treat for you when we get to the uh, the climax of this season, like we did with. The, the previous one
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but thanks for taking the ride with us uh, through the demons and Ghost season i think that was a that was a fun time
1: yeah no like wrapping up the season it really made me appreciate you specifically travis like you brought me up hey, you like we had talked about this idea for a bit but you really took the lead on like developing this whole timeline and uh the outlines and everything and like in that way you've brought me along for the ride which has made my appreciation for this art form that is horror um, so much greater. Like I'm accessing stuff that I probably wouldn't have if you didn't like if we didn't start talking about this over too many beers at Lakewood Landing, whatnot. Oh, yeah. You know, like Hell yeah. Um so it's great. Yeah, it's I'm happy cool. to think, be here.
0: Yeah, and I think we figure out stuff along the way too, like you know, in the course of watching these movies, and that's that's the funnest part. Uh, this is definitely not the last time we're gonna talk about demons and ghosts. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's so many fucking movies we didn't cover. Yeah, and there's um, a lot of overlap between yeah.
1: other genres as well.
0: Yeah, and we're so we'll circle back to it, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time in a different subgenre um, for a little while, and that's gonna be slashers. So come hang out with us uh, to watch The Strangers again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any movies, any shows you saw recently that you wanna think people
1: should go see? So I just started um, Counterpart. Which, let me look here. I want to say that it was an Amazon-funded series. Uh, I forget exactly what I watched it on. But it is a series um, starring J.K. Simmons. Counterpart TV series. J.K. Simmons. 2017. It's on Prime. Uh, I believe there's two seasons. And then it got canceled. Uh, If you're a fan of slow burn sci-fi. If you liked Alex Garland's devs. I'd highly recommend this. I'm only like an episode and a half in, but we're talking. And of course, this came out in 2017 when Marvel was like leaning into the whole like metaverse shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is, this goes right up that same kind of alley without giving too much away. Uh, J.K. Simmons kills it, as always. Incredible actor. Um, It's slow burn sci fi. Like they don't jump right out into like all this weird, you know, multiverse crazy shit. Um, they just kind of hint at it, and like I said, I'm an episode and a half in, and they are just slowly revealing all this crazy shit going on, um, so it's it's kind of a mix between sci-fi and tr- and like a crime drama, uh, really digging it so far, I'm looking forward to, to fleshing out the rest of this first season here shortly.
0: Hell yeah. No, I'm all about it. I haven't, actually I haven't heard about that at all. I'm I all it. check it out.
1: I don't remember why I even saved it, but I was just scrolling through like my watch list, looking to start something new. And it's interesting it popped that, up and yeah, it, I'm liking it. People so. like
0: J.K. Simmons too, doing interesting. Amazon is, has been doing a cool job of, <clears throat> of rubbing in people like that, like the other um, uh, series that uh, Josh Brolin is in, uh, Outer Range.
1: That's a newer one, right? Yeah. Like the first season just got released. Yeah, we started
0: that one uh, a few weeks ago. I think it's all, I think the whole season's out now, I assume. I I think Um, so. I need to get back into it. Imogen Poots, or Imogen Poots, is Mm -hmm. in that movie? She's a cutie, man. Mm -hmm. She's got some weird teeth, but I'm I'm about it. (laughs) Uh, And then also, uh, what's his name? Uh, The boyfriend from Schitt's Creek is in there, and he plays this character who like sings to himself in his tidy whities in the mirror, and it's just Mm -hmm. fucking, it's it's adorable. Uh, When you say
1: the, the boyfriend.
0: Yeah. Uh. Is it Adam, the one who sings at like Schitt's l- Creek? David's. Uh,
1: the Levy husband by the Levy's end. Levy's kids. Partner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, David. Yeah. yeah. You, David. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That one's good. Uh, as far as the only thing that I've seen in the past week that I think is worth like talking about, um, we might do like a Patreon episode on this uh, to talk about Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. I, I haven't watched it yet because yeah. Courtney,
1: Courtney wants to see it too. So yeah, I'll, I'll, we went I'll wait to
0: go see it. Yeah, we went to go see it together on uh, Wednesday this week. Uh, I saw it. I saw, that's all the day it came out, too. Mm. Um, but I also saw a black phone twice last week. I've seen yeah. I've seen two different movies twice in the past week, <laughs> which is, thank you, Alamo Season Pass. Yeah. Please give me a press badge to Fantastic Fest. Yes. This uh, is this an is, ad,
1: and you will compensate us for it in the future. begging you.
0: <laughs> no, please. it's fine. I'm going to go either way, but it'd be nice not to be honest. Yeah. If you're in a city where there
1: is an Alamo Draft House, <laughs> yeah. what can do it? 20 bucks a month? Awesome. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, for unlimited per scene, movies. essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking dope, man. Yeah. It's a too good of a deal, honestly. It's it's ridiculous. Um actually, yeah, Fantastic Fest in September. We're going to be in Austin already for a wedding. Um mm-hmm. you and I will be. Uh and Fantastic Fest is going on at the same time. So oh, we might be yeah, there's some other stuff going on there. We that have weekend. To might sneak be there for away. A while. Yeah, exactly a little bit. Yeah. That wedding's yeah. only happening for one night. Yeah,
1: fuck it. Yeah. And I'll be in tip-top shape the next morning. There you go. Really?
0: Yeah, we won't be hungover at all. <laughs> uh, it'll it's be a great. wedding at the farm brewery. Yeah, seriously. It's yeah, not going to I mean, we're going to be drinking beer. It's going to be like 110
1: degrees. That's true. We're going to be very dehydrated. We should make sure to drink water. Yes. Yeah. Somebody remind me, please. I'll remind you. I'm not going to remind you. I'm going to make you drink whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're the worst, dude. (laughs) I am a good influence.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys! Thanks for listening to season one with us. It was great. Uh, I had a great time talking about it. Uh, I had a great time hanging out with Tyler and all of our great friends who came to be guests with us. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for season two. I think it's gonna be yeah. fantastic.
1: We'll catch you in the next one. Exactly. With, uh, strangers.
0: Yeah. The strangers. Watch the strangers. Watch it, and then come listen to us talk about. Yeah. Watch how it we first. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because we're just gonna we're gonna tell you the probably whole movie. spoil the whole Unless thing. Unless you don't want to
0: watch it. If you don't want to watch it and you just want us to explain the movie to you, that's cool too. Yeah. Uh, if we'll that's do your that. thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, don't stress out too much about this week. Don't let the Sunday Scaries get to you too much, man. It's, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. We're all going to be we'll great.
1: We'll get to Monday. Yeah. Just close that laptop. Exactly. Don't think about it. It's all going to be great. All right. Cool. Later, guys. All right. See you. Bye.